Amen. Thank you, platform workers. Thank you very much for your liberality. Uh, Amen. We had a number of announcements at conference. If you were there, exciting. We had a number of people there from this congregation, about 20 of us all together uh, were there. Uh, So tonight we're going to get testimonies, but uh, the announcement is Friday night, Thursday night, Friday night. I think uh, 12 brand new works were started. Uh, One uh, brand new went overseas, but we got one we added to that list from here. Amen. We announced Paul and Sakima people is going to be going into Williamsburg uh, to Pioneer Church. Amen. So we're going to get a number of testimonies tonight, but I've asked them both to come and give one this morning. So let's give them a hand as they come. Hello. Um, so I just wanted to um, just um, say thank you and to, um, to tell Pastor Mitchell and um, Pastor Howard that, like, in my heart, it really truly is an honor. It is an honor to be able to do this. I'm very thankful. Um, I never thought that this would even be a thing. Um, but I want to just say that... Um, I really just, you know, thank God because there's been a lot of things that's happened in our lives and I can say that anything that's new or anything that I don't really know what's coming, um, my first instinct is always to be fearful Um, and it'll leave, you know, I I pray against it and I'm aware of it, but this is one time in my life and I've said it over and over that I can say that the question was asked and it was just yes. There was no thought, there's no thought, like there's nothing that can change my mind. There's nothing of the, you know, where the kids gonna go to school? What are the kids gonna do? How are we gonna fix? It was just, I know that God's gonna orchestrate it and that's because of all the other things that's happened before. He's never seen us without. And um, so I just wanna thank you. Um, again, thank you, um, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Howard. And I also just wanted to add that during this time in conference, it almost just really felt like a training um, our first time going was last year, and um, we didn't know what to expect. But this time, um, it was more just like of a training. Everything that we heard was like, okay, yeah, that's going to help us. Okay, yeah, I can use that. Okay, all right. And, like, my notes is, like, so full. And um, it, it didn't feel like, oh, yeah, like, you know, well, we are hype. I feel hype. I feel very, like, excited. Like, I can, yeah, okay, when we go back to Newport News, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But that's not, it's, at, at the end of the day, I want to be able to use that fire to actually do it, not just say it, not just last for a week, not just to really use that here and then be able to branch that in in Williamsburg. So thank you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um, I just would like to say a little bit before I went, because I, you know, I'm among y'all, y'all my brothers, my sisters, you know, some people was having a little bit of trouble of going and that wanted to go. Um, For us and my family personally, um, finances, you know, I just, you know, transferred jobs from uh, cutting hair and uh, to going into this new field of plumbing and things of that nature. And because of that, finances was really taking a toll. Bills were stacking up. And I'm looking at this. We had already got our tickets and everything, but I'm looking at things that, you know, we're going to spend when we're down there. Um, And then my health, you know, I got very, very sick. I had to spend a, a Wednesday night um, in um, in the hospital, um, I missed service that um, that night before we before we went to conference. So I'm looking at my health. You know, I'm looking at um, my, my daughter. She has things going on with her eye, and I'm just looking. I'm just like, yo. 
And, and if and if I remember, I was talking to Shakima. I'm like, yo, this the same thing happened last year, right before we had the conference. And I talked to her, and, and I was like, look, I'm gonna pray on it. But you know, if, you know, if God say this is what it is, I'm gonna um, call Pastor Mitchell and let him know, hey, we're not going to conference this year. I'm gonna see if we get these refunds back. But um, long story short, I didn't even pray on it. You know, I just I just said I'm not gonna call him to tell. Him. I already know what he's gonna tell me. He's gonna say, believe God, have faith. So that's what we did. Amen. So long story short, we went down there the conference and it was holy ghost every single sermon every single seminar i felt like it was directly written for me even though it probably wasn't i felt like it was amen i got to um to 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 meet up with some of some um some relationships that shakima and i met with the colleen church some uh with the uh new new, uh, new mexico church that was amazing you know having the luncheon with all with spring lake and uh and pastor rome coming that was really really encouraging and and just to just to have conversations with some couples here that that have the same fire that I have. We sitting in a in a in a, um in the front of the uh, the hotel talking about yeah. When we get back, you know, this was my mindset, but now this is my mindset. And when we get back, we're gonna go take Newport News for Jesus, and that's what it is. So um, amen. I, I hope my fire catch spark for all of y'all. Amen. Amen. That's all I got. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. If you get your Bibles, John chapter 2. John chapter 2. Our text is a story about a young couple getting married. Uh, Jesus, his disciples, and many other people are there celebrating uh, this marriage. But the bigger story in our text circle around six large water pots. uh, And even though they're main part of the story, they're not even seen. Uh, most people there didn't even notice him, walk right by him, uh, didn't even give him a second thought, but they are uh, the main part of this story this morning. So, uh, and Jesus, uh, again, most people didn't even notice him until Jesus uh, points him out. Amen. So, with that in mind, let's go ahead and read our text. John chapter 2, we we'll start at verse 1. It says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, his mother said to Jesus, or said, to, uh, said to Jesus, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does this, uh, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour is not yet come, verse 5. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there was there six uh, water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, according were containing 20, 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim, and they said to him, draw some out, or he said to them, draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it, when the master of the feast had tasted the water that had been made wine, and not, or did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn in the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out good wine, and when the guests have well drank, then the inferior, uh, you have kept the good wine until now. So this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cain of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Father, I'm asking you this morning, God, to anoint my words. God, reach out, touch every heart, minister by the Holy Ghost, God, today. 
God, I have no confidence in this flesh, but I do have great confidence in you, your word. The Spirit of God, I pray, God, help us today. God, give us a revelation. Uh, God, that life is not all about us, God, but life is about living for you, touching humanity. God, your name be glorified. God's people say, Amen. So I want to preach on what I've titled Filled uh, for Use this morning. Let's look first at the unused vessels. You know, the key to this marriage ceremony, uh, the, or the key to this marriage cer- celebration, uh, being success- successful was these six water pots being used. Even though the celebration's there, the couple's there, the key, though, uh, to this celebration being successful rests in, the, uh, in these six water pots. Amen. You know, in church... The key to growth, the key to productive ministry, the key to posterity is the vessels in the house of God being used. Uh, Amen. So the key to what uh, God does here, the growth of this congregation, uh, is really in our hands. Uh, The use of the vessel, amen, uh, is the vessel going to be used, how it's going to be used, uh, is the key in our text. It's also the key today. Uh, Will we let God use us? Will we let God move through us? Will we consume what God has, uh, or will remain an empty vessel. So a lot of what God does here keys, I believe, to what God will do here in our lives in ministry uh, lies within the vessels. Matthew 25, verse 4, Jesus said, The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Their lamps needed oil for use. Uh, they understood this about since they took extra oil for their Lamps, amen. So uh, Jesus has given us a picture of a, of a convert, a, a Christian man, woman of God that understands some dynamics here. Listen, uh, life is not all about me. It's not all about, uh, but it is about uh, me being used in the kingdom of God, me being a vessel for God. Uh, I'm going to bring extra oil. I'm going to make sure I'm always full, always usable uh, for the things of God. You know, our text, these vessels were not being used, or these vessels were not being used because something was wrong with them. The Bible said when they filled them up, there was no cracks, uh, there was no patching that needed to be done. So this tells me these vessels were uh, ready for use, they were good to go, but they were empty and they were useless there. They were not being used, they were not adding to the ceremony, they were not uh, being uh, an extra at all, uh, but there was nothing wrong with them. Uh, and this is relate church many times like this. It's not that we can't. It's not that we have uh, have issues that would disqualify. Many times we just decide to be empty. We just don't want to be used. Don't want to be bothered. We just want to stay this empty vessel. But we're not making any impact uh, in the kingdom as long as we're just an empty vessel. You know, maybe these pots weren't being used because nobody's seen their value. Everybody walked right by them, even Jesus' mother, uh, when she seen the need for wine, amen, when she seen the need, the celebration was going to end uh, prematurely, uh, and this would have been a bad look on the marriage if they can't uh, organize a celebration, how they're going to organize a, a marriage, if they can't get this together, how they're going to get marriage together, and, and his mom understood the impact of this, uh, but even when she understood the impact of all that, she didn't even consider the vessels. She didn't even think, hey, they're the answer. Let's fill them up. And 
That's what we need. Uh, it was like uh, they were just overlooked. The vessels weren't even, uh, 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 you know, in the picture until Jesus said, uh, fill them up. Until so Jesus said, fill the vessels up with water, it was like uh, they weren't even considered. So, you know, it's possible sometimes to sit in church uh, and maybe be overlooked, maybe not be seen, but that's no excuse. You know, nobody even looked at these vessels again until Jesus said something. But the truth is, these vessels couldn't speak. They had no voice, but you and I do. Uh, we're without excuse for not for just sitting around in the house of God, uh, not being used, uh, or giving excuses. Uh, I can't because, or, or, or whatever. We're without excuse. We have a voice this morning. We can speak. Uh, maybe, again, we've been overlooked. We've been bypassed. But we can say something. Hey, I want to be used by God. I want God to use my life. Uh, we have uh, these vessels, uh, you know, they had to rely on people to fill them and to use them. But you and I, God has given a voice. Uh, we can say, I want to be used by God. I just don't want to uh, be a, a vessel that's not being used, an empty vessel. I want to do something for God. Isaiah 6, in this chapter, Isaiah sees God in an incredible way. And Isaiah said this, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple. Above it stood cherubims, which one, with each one having six wings, where two covered His face, with two covered His feet, with two He flew. And one cried to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. Uh, the whole earth is full of His glory. And the posts of the doors were shaken by the voice of Him, who cried out, and the house was shaken or filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man with unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people with unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the cherubims flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my lips with it and said, Behold, uh, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, your sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Whom will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Amen. Here's a man that has an incredible experience uh, in the house of God. He sees things. God speaks. Uh, he's seeing these cherubims. Uh, and, and he's moved to say, God, uh, what can I do? Amen. Many people today, they have an experience in the house of God. Uh, God meets with them. They see things. God speaks. They hear things. Uh, but they're not moved. They leave church the same as they came in. Uh, there's no voice that said, uh, God, use my life. I, how can I just sit here? How can I just be an empty vessel in the house of God and do nothing? Uh, when I've seen God, when I've heard uh, the voice of God, I see the need. How can I just sit here? Isaiah's moved because what he sees, uh, uh, I mean, we see God move all the time, uh, every week, sometimes every service God meets with us. Uh, and what's the cry of your heart? What does your heart say? What are you saying? I, God, I'm too busy. I'm tired. I have other things to do. What are you saying this morning? Luke chapter 14, verse 16, Then he said to him, A certain man uh, uh, gave a great supper, invited many, verse 17, and, and sent his servants at supper time to say to those who were invited, 
Come for all things are now ready, but they all uh, with one accord begin to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must go and see it. I asked to have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen, and I'm going to test them. I asked you to have me excused. Still another said, uh, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servants came and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house, uh, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in uh, uh, the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. And the servants said, Master, it is done as you have commanded, and there's still room. Verse 23, Then the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Uh, amen. Verse 24 should put a fear in you and I uh, about making excuses why we can't. Uh, said, For I say to you that none of those uh, men who were invited shall taste my supper. Uh, amen. That puts a fear in my spirit. Amen. When we're invited to do something for God, uh, God has made all the provisions for us. We just have to step in. God, use my life. Uh, I want to be a vessel of honor. Uh, but we give excuses. I can't do it because, and, and you give, I can't be on time. I can't, uh, you know, we, we give all these excuses, but this ought to put a fear in you. For I say, none of those men that I invited, uh, they're not going to taste of this supper at all. Uh, uh, I'm you, that, I, want, I, want, I don't want that. Amen. I want what God has for me. But I know I can't just sit here as an empty vessel. Uh, amen. And get it. You know, the theme of the conference was work while this day. Night cometh where no man can work. This speech of urgency. We're living in the last days. If we're going to do something for God, now is the time. We can't put it off. Uh, next week, I'll get my life disciplined. Next week, I'll get some things together. Next week, I'll figure some things out. Uh, there's an urgency today. If we're going to do something for God, now's the time. Uh, we can't just sit back as empty vessels uh, and pawn it off on somebody else. In our text, we see an urgency. The mother of Jesus said uh, to him, they have no wine. Uh, there's an urgency. Jesus, uh, if this runs out, uh, it's about to run out. Listen, everybody's going to see uh, uh, this marriage is going to be damaged uh, in people's mind, uh, how they view them. Uh, there's an urgency there. And Jesus understands. He didn't say, okay, go to the store, uh, buy a bunch of uh, grape juice, you know, uh, and let's go fill it. Jesus understood the urgency. He understood he had to respond. Uh, if this need was going to be met, uh, if life was going to be blessed, or he had to respond. Uh, but how many of us, we feel it, we don't ever respond. We feel the need, we feel the urgency, uh, but we just say, well, maybe somebody else would do it. Maybe somebody else respond, pay the price, uh, uh, not me. You know, these six water pots speak a message to you and I in these last days, especially. God will use the unpolished, the unassuming, uh, those that maybe don't even have it all together, uh, or maybe those who go unnoticed. Hey Amen. These pots, these big old pots, they had to have dust all over them. Nobody even noticed they were there. They've probably been there for a long time, stuck in a corner maybe, uh, dust and dirt. Uh, nobody even wanted to get close to them. But 
Jesus, that I can use them uh, uh, for my, maybe that's you this morning. Uh, uh, I mean, you're dusty. Uh, uh, you don't have it all together. Joel 2.28 For shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Uh, and also on my men servant and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Did you notice God touched everybody there? Everybody that wants to do something for God in these last days, uh, God said, I'm giving an opportunity to him. Whether you're young, old, man, woman, uh, God says, I have something for you. If you uh, say, you know what, I want to be used. I don't want just to be an empty vessel. I don't want to just be sitting in the church, coming to church and, and collecting and receiving, but I want God to use my life. Uh, there's something for you. Look, secondly, it filled to the brim. You know, the brim's meaning the point of overflowing. Our text says, Now there were there, there were there six water pots of stones, according to the matter of purification of the Jews, containing 20 to 30 gallons apiece. Uh, Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. Uh, now, I'm thinking, I don't know how much one water pot can serve. Uh, 20 to 30 gallons can probably serve a couple hundred people. Or maybe more, uh, amen, your life filled to the brim. Think about what you can do in the house of God. Uh, how you can serve people. How you can make a difference. Uh, one, uh, I mean, one uh, filled vessel, 20 to 30 gallons. Your life can be spent for Jesus and touch people uh, and meet needs if you will let Him. Farmer told his daughter to go to the well and fill the bucket full of water and bring it to him. She said, the well is deep. How, how do I know the bucket is full? He said, you have to have an ear. When you hear the water over running the bucket, you know it is full. And I believe God uh, wants full vessels this morning. When God looks at His church, uh, this is the, the, the thought of our text. When He looks at His church, uh, empty vessels doing nothing makes no impact. Doesn't help at all, but when a vessel is full, uh, especially to the overflowing, again, one vessel uh, can feed, uh, uh, you know, uh, two or three hundred people's thirst. Amen. Can satisfy the need uh, in the kingdom of God, but only if it's full. Only if there's an overflowing uh, do we, uh, will we meet the needs uh, and touch lives for Jesus in the kingdom of God. You know, when the water pots were full to the brim, there's an overflowing, verse 8. Jesus said, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. You know, when you are full uh, to the overflowing, God can draw out of you. When you're full, when there's something of God overflowing in you, uh, God can take you places, uh, draw from your life, amen, and feed uh, other people. He said, uh, take it to the master of the feast. It's a key convert, uh, these are people that your life is now touching. Uh, think about uh, the vessel that was pulled out. It doesn't say which one. Uh, but, the, I mean, he was taken to the, the master of the feast. It's a key convert uh, that has a dominion over many people. Uh, but uh, as the vessel is full, it was able to be used. Let me ask you, how full are you this morning? I mean, if God was to take out of your life, is there anything there? Is there any ministry there? Is there any prayer there? Is there any righteousness there? Is there, is there desire there? 
Is there, God, use my life, God, I prepare. Is there any of that there? Listen, you become a living miracle for God when you're full to the overflowing. When you're full to the overflowing, the miracle happens. Uh, water turned to wine. I'm not sure when it happened, but the Bible says uh, they filled them vats uh, or them water pots full to the overflowing. Uh, and when they were drawled out, there was wine. Uh, I believe the miracle happens in converts today uh, when they get full church. Uh, doesn't matter if you're a convert or young or old, when you get full of God to overflow, a miracle happens uh, in your life. Uh, we can see it when people, I see it as a pastor, Pastor Howard sees it as when men and women uh, get full of God, there's no, I mean, there's miracles there. There's, I mean, their life is different, their words are different, their, I mean, their presence has an impact it didn't used to have, and, and I mean, just their, uh, and they make an impact for the kingdom. Verse 10, he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out good wine, and when the guests have well drank, then they in fear, but you have kept the good wine until now. Uh, amen. This is powerful. Uh, this is the, 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 the power of that miracle. Amen. Uh, it's given more strength to that miracle. Man, what they're doing now, wow. I didn't ever see this one. How many seen a convert come up, get filled with God, uh, and like, wow. Man, they're coming on strong. You know, Jesus' disciples were common men. But they were full of God and changed their generation. We think, well, we've got to get it all together. God said, who said that? No, you've got to be full of God. Luke 9, verse 1. Then he called the twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal, heal the sick. Verse 6, so they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Think about these guys. These were common men, fishermen, uh, tax collectors. Uh, they didn't have it all together, but they were full of God. They had an overflowing uh, in their life, and Jesus is now able to use them to go to uh, towns, villages, cities, uh, and they're preaching the gospel. People are getting healed. Miracles are taking place uh, because they're able now, uh, willing now, to touch other people. I mean, how full are you? Okay, God send you across the street. Does your life make any impact? Do you have a testimony that says, man, uh, he is full, she's full, man. When they walk in and they pray, wow, I feel the difference. Or is it just an empty vessel? Your presence, eh, maybe it might matter a little bit, but I'm trying to be real this morning. You don't have to be the smartest, most talented, and gifted, only full to the overflowing. We can all be that. 1 Corinthians 2, Paul tells the Corinthian church, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech, or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the power of the Spirit and of the power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but of God. Paul said, I came to you full. 
I came to you with an overflowing of God. Uh, I, I didn't make it about me, man. I made it all about Jesus. Uh, and this is the picture this morning. Listen, uh, if we say, God, I want to be full. I'm tired of being empty. Uh, I'm tired of just sitting here. God, fill me up uh, to the overflowing. Uh, God, use my life. Listen, there's room. There's room for men and women that will say that this morning. That will say, I'm tired uh, of giving excuses why I can't do this or that. Uh, I'm tired of saying, uh, you know, I'm tired. I, I can't. Or, uh, listen, God, I'm all in now. Fill me up. I believe we would all have that language. Uh, who knows what God would do here? Paul said, when I came to you, I came in the demonstration of the Spirit and the power. You know, the gospel fire is meant to spread into neighboring towns, cities, and nations uh, of the world. That's the power of being a disciple. You know, I believe Paul and Shekima is going to set Williamsburg on fire for Jesus Christ. That's my prayer, amen. Uh, hallelujah. We're going to send them out full to the overflowing. Uh, that's where they are. Their servers are laboring in the house of God. I have no doubt in my mind when they go, amen, they're going to touch that city. We're going to get fruit from that. They're going to see a church come up uh, because that's just the result. Uh, when you're full and overflowing, that's what God does. Uh, amen. But we need men and women that will replace them when we send them out. Uh, men that will, and women that say, I, I'm, I want to be full. I want to do something for God. God, use my life. I'm available. Will that be you? Can God raise you up in their place? So in the beginning, uh, verse 11, said so this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. You know what that tells me? When they seen Jesus uh, do this miracle, man, they said, we're all in. Uh, the pouring began. Uh, these disciples were with Him all the time. Uh, and the Bible said that was the beginning. Uh, but they went all throughout Galilee and other places uh, preaching and being people saved and transformed. Luke 3.3 3. And He went to all the regions around Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Mark 16. Verse 15 is our commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Acts 8, this is the testimony of the other church, early church. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Uh, it says Philip went down to a place called Samaria. He began to preach the gospel. And as he preached, there were people getting saved, uh, delivered, uh, all kinds of things happened. But that came about uh, because these were people that were filled to the overflowing. Uh, Amen. Persecution didn't shut them down. They're not in hiding. Uh, uh, they're not trying to get away, but they're, uh, they're out preaching the Word of God. They're in the face of sinners, uh, and God's moving. Uh, do we have any of that here? What shuts you down? How much pressure does it take for you to say, no, 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 no? Look, lastly, the ability to receive. God can't give you something you don't want. Irritates me. People say, well, I just sit in church, but I don't feel nothing. Well, it starts from a want. It starts from a desire. God, I want to be filled. Uh, I can't give you something you don't want. You're trying to give somebody a gift. No, 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 no. There's that fake humility. No, no, I just did it. I just didn't serve God. <laughs> I did it because I love you. You can't make people take something. And God's not going to make you. I'm going to fill you regardless. Shut up. <laughs> Open your mouth. I'm going to fill you up. <laughs> I don't believe God's like that. But God gives every man and woman an opportunity. 
Look at the ability to receive. Our text, these vessels were not used uh, until they received water from the hands of someone. This is the problem some, sometimes uh, is because somebody else has got to do the pouring in. And that's, that's, the, that's the dynamic of discipleship though. Pastor Mitchell, Pastor Howard is pouring into your life uh, things that you need so you can be equipped to do something for God. Uh, and sometimes that pouring in is not, that doesn't taste well. Be on time. Discipline your life. Live clean. Sometimes it doesn't taste well, does it? I'll be on my own time, Pastor. Well, you keep doing that. But, uh, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting things to change. Well, if you want God to move, you've got to uh, be able to receive something here. You've got to be able to receive what God has for you. Again, the principle of discipleship, uh, I will position myself to receive uh, from Pastor uh, Mitchell, Pastor Campbell, or Pastor Howard, I will uh, make myself available for opportunities to be disciple. Verse 7, Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. Uh, if these water pots were people, uh, it would be a welcome, yes, re- uh, I'll receive it, uh, uh, give me what I need so I can uh, be a blessing to others, but there has to be a willingness. Yes, I want to be used, fill me with what I need, speak to me, uh, tell me, uh, position me, uh, Give, equip me uh, with everything. I, but there has to be a willingness on your part. Listen, are you willing this morning? Are you able to receive? You, talk, you counsel some people, uh, uh, you know, you tell, okay, do this, and we can come back and maybe do more. They never do what you tell them to do. That's not receiving. <laughs> well, I got a better idea, Pastor. Okay. I'm going to do this instead. Okay. See, receiving is, 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 uh, is being able to take what you're given uh, and get filled up to the overflowing uh, and you begin to use what you've received uh, uh, and touch people, touch lives. So when they received, they were now positioned to be used by God, uh, for God, and, for God's work, and for God to work miracles through. So these six water pots received uh, from the hands of somebody else uh, I mean, 20 to 30 gallons, that's a lot. Uh, they're overflowing, but now they're in a position. Uh, God, use my life. Uh, I, have, I can supply a need now. I can be used uh, in the kingdom of God. Is that you this morning? Is there a hunger I want to receive? Is there a desire God give me? Uh, is there a discipline that says, uh, I'll do whatever? I just want God to fill me. I want God to use my life. Pastor Mitchell, Pastor Howard, uh, I want to be used by God. I'm going to make myself available. Is any of that in you this morning? Are you a disciple? Have you positioned yourself to receive from Pastor Mitchell or Pastor Howard this morning? Do you look as an opportunity to be used by God? 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul tells Timothy, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these things to faithful men who are able to teach others also. Amen. So before Timothy can give it, he's got to receive it. Paul said, listen, uh, Timothy, you've been a good disciple. I've been able to pour into your life. You've received. uh, You've uh, opened your life up to me. Now what you have received, I want you to give because we can only give what we have. These 
Water pots can only give what was in them. Uh, but when they gave it, amen, when Jesus drove from it, there, there's a miracle. And how many times is that true where, where God's able to use you to work with a new convert? God's able to use you to touch someone else's life. And there's a miracle that begins to happen. That person uh, is pulled out of the, the sin and the difficulties, uh, and now they're believing God because of you. Uh, uh, amen. This morning. There are six water pots. This is the principle of discipleship. Give to one another what you have received. And if we keep doing this, this there were six of them, not just one of them. Uh, this, is the, this is the good part about a congregation. We can kind of hang together and do this. Not just one, uh, but there are six. This is the multitude. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, with the same revelation, Pastor Campbell this morning in the Sunday school we watched, talking about the culture of the church. This is not just one, but this is when other people are getting it. Uh, and together, listen, we're going to be filled. We're going to receive what God has. We're going to be able to be used. God can draw out of our life and feed. Uh, think about if one a water pot can do two or three hundred, uh, you've got six water pots. So you're talking twelve hundred to two thousand or more that can be uh, ministered to by these water pots. Let me ask you, do you have anything in you that God can use? I like what Pastor Campbell said this morning, uh, if, if the whole church was like you, where would the church be? Ooh, it's a hard question to answer, isn't it? If they were showed up at church when you showed up, when they prayed like you prayed, they gave like you gave outreach, witness like you, where would the church be? So to be filled, you have to be able to receive, to be spoke into, amen, to be challenged. Our text, Jesus said to those standing by, probably His disciples, fill the water pots with water. Amen. So sometimes we say, well, pastor can speak to me, nobody else. Well, these disciples are the ones that filled the water pots. These are leaders in the church. Uh, your leader... Uh, uh, you know, whatever group you're in, uh, can they speak into your life? Can they say, be on time, uh, let's outreach, let's give, uh, let's be an example, let's do something uh, for God? Can any of that take place? Can you be spoke to? You know, when me or Pastor Howard asked you to do something, we're trying to fill you with something. We're not just trying to give you something to do. We're not just trying, well, how can we trim off their life? You know, how? No, we're saying, what? Man, we see, we see something that can be invested in. We see something that can be, man, if, we, if they can get it. We see an end run here. If they can get it, man, what they can do for God. Do you have anything in you that wants that? You know, thank you, Jesus, for these men, amen, that filled the water pots. Aren't you glad they wasn't too busy that day? I ain't got time to fill them, Lord. I got to be, you know, time. I got to be somewhere really quick so make it happen quick. <laughs> no, they said, no, absolutely. Where'd they get the water? I'm not sure. Maybe they had to, they had to walk uh, a ways. They had to, they had to speak was over there. They're running over their buckets uh, and filling. Who knows how long it took? But they filled them up. And, and you know, I wonder how our scripture would read different if they said, no, we don't have time. 
We wouldn't have the miracle, I don't think. That whole wedding feast would have been affected. All the lives of those people would have been touched by their excuse. They didn't say, you have to excuse me. I can't work for that new convert. Yeah, excuse me, I can't go on that outreach. Yeah, excuse me, I don't have time for this or that. What are you saying this morning? You know, success of this marriage feast was that these water pots were filled and able to be drawn from. And I believe the success of our congregation, what God can do here, uh, lies in our hands. Will we allow God to fill us? Uh, well, can we be spoken to or care? And can we be drawn from? Um, the success of this congregation is on every one of us water pots here. Uh, we're all vessels in the house of God uh, this morning. Uh, but are we just comfortable being that, uh, that empty vessel, dusty vessel in the corner? Everybody walks by unnoticed or doesn't notice? Uh, or are, are we going to be that, that person that is able to be filled this morning? God, use my life. Fill me. God, I want to hear from you. I want to respond and do something. What kind of vessel are you? God, I'd love to, but I just can't. Think about that. Jesus invites him to his wedding feast. We heard this uh, at the conference. Somebody spoke it. Uh, I mean, at first you're excited. Man, Jesus invited me. Man, Jesus uh, wants me to be there. But then they begin to give excuses when the day of the, week, the feast happened. Okay, it's time. Go get them people I invited. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, you imagine a guy going back to G. Hey, you know, uh, he said he got married. He can't come. Say he just bought some land, just bought some oxen. Can't come. We're excited getting the invitation. Everyone's got excited when we got saved. Jesus forgave us. We give the testimony, man. Uh, we're in tears. Uh, but doing something now. God, I'll give you my life. Well, now it's time to do it. You have an excuse. Again, discipleship is allowing Pastor Mitchell, Pastor Howard to speak into your life and you receive it. That's discipleship. Then you've been an example and you carry that on. Let me close here. Talk about three things. Unfilled vessels. You Think about an unused vessel. You'll never be used by God. Think about that. I know people that's been in the house of God for a long time. I ain't saying here, but I've known people that they're just an empty vessel in the house of God, and that's all they are. They're there, but they're not, there's nothing else but, oh, oh yeah, they are over there. Then there's other people. They're a vessel, as Paul says, vessel of honor. They're filled. There's an overflow. And you look at their life. Uh, people are dipping out of their life. Miracles are being uh, provided to the church. Things are happening uh, because they're full. Uh, and they're allowing God to use their life. They're touching converts. Or I mean, and there's, a, there's just a powerful flow of God through their life. And lastly, one, will you be a disciple? And two, will you allow yourself to be filled? People call themselves a disciple and they're really not a disciple. Yeah, I'm a disciple down there. You are. 
<laughs> wow, okay. For you, uh, but be that person. God, I want to be filled. I want all that you have for me. I don't want just a little bit. God, I want to be full to the overflowing. Uh, think about these disciples when they're filling of them vessels. They didn't just stop halfway. Uh, let's just get it over there. Maybe that's good enough. They understood. Let's know to the brim, uh, to the overflowing. We take this to Jesus. Man, we want to be, be splashing everywhere. Uh, and I love it when converts come to me. Uh, man, I just want to do something for God. What else can I do? Splashing all over. <laughs> Say, yes, got someone we can use now. Let that be you this morning. Let's bow our heads. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. Let me say this, we're all getting older. Doesn't matter if you're a teenager today or you are older. We're all getting older. And listen, one day we're going to have to give an account. Why we gave all the excuses we gave. 